0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode three of the Switchaboo podcast. My name is Alex Harding. I'll be your host, and I am joined here just by Nathan Rush today.
1: Hello. It's
0: a bit of a... Um, so James couldn't make it, unfortunately. Michelle um, still couldn't make it. So it's actually a little concerning that we're losing one member every time we do an episode.
1: And then next week will be just Alex.
0: Hopefully not. <laughs> oh Goodness. Um, how have you been, Nathan? Not too bad.
1: Nothing too stressful.
0: Yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Not much of an update. Um, a lot of update in the news though. So because we do these po- uh, podcast episodes fortnightly, there's always a ton of news. Always. So we'll get into that. But first thing, Nathan, what have you been playing?
1: Uh, I finished Jakksa Seven. Hey, really good. Really good. Um, dove back into Stardew Valley with the new update. That's right. Have you been enjoying that? Yes, it's been a bit fun. Of course, got go to go a beach farm for for a new farm.
0: Yeah, because that'd be that's a, like basically hard mode, isn't it? Yeah. So sprinklers
1: don't work on the sand, and that that's an automatic process for watering, which cuts down a lot of time.
0: Well, when you can't, how do you plant crops on sand?
1: It's still like they still grow in the sand, and there are spots where you can. There's still earth where you can place um stuff further in, but like it still grows on the sand. It's not completely like, oh no, it's not gonna work. Uh okay. So like yeah, it still lets you grow on the sand. It's just it's more difficult.
0: Did you play with your, did you play with anyone on Valentine's Day in the co op mode?
1: No. No. Nah, nah. Not yet. <laughs> gotta gotta organise a time for that. Gotcha.
0: And have you been playing anything else? Uh the only
1: other thing I've been playing was Healer's Quest.
0: Oh, that's right, and that's because that released a couple of days ago, didn't it? Yes, I think so. How's that so far?
1: That's pretty funny. Like it, the writing's pretty well. Like it's very meta, like you know, Deadpool kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Okay. It's self-aware. <laughs> yeah. It's like breaking the fourth wall a lot. But but it is actually quite difficult. Okay. Well, that's good for you because you like RPGs, so a challenge would be good. Oh yeah, no, uh, even like. On easy, it's difficult. Yeah, right. Okay. I saw that, but I was like, oh, I don't want to play that just before Bravey Default 2, because I don't want to overburn myself with RPGs. Yeah, I don't get overburned with uh, RPGs. (laughs) It's your bread and butter. You're never going to get sick of them. Exactly. It's what (laughs) dragged me into the whole gaming as a general. That's it. Have you been playing anything else, or is it just those ones?
1: Uh, Just those ones, really. Apart from, you know, the usual Hearthstone. That's my uh my nothing game basically. Play it when I can.
0: Yeah. Do you play that daily?
1: Uh, mostly actually. Do the daily quests and stuff. But like yeah, not a lot. Just get like that in there. yeah. Just do the old piece every
0: now and again. Yeah, cool. Maybe like an hour a day at most. Nice. So I've well, I've been playing. So not long ago, about a week ago, Blue Fire came out. Um. This was a game I was looking forward to for a long time because um, back in the indie world, I think it was like early last year we've been looking at it. Um, I'm a bit disappointed by it and that's very upsetting. That's unfortunate. Because obviously when you're following a game for so long and you finally get it and it just doesn't live up to your expectations, it's pretty upsetting. Yeah. Um, for all intents and purposes, it is a good game um, and it does function quite well. The platforming is fantastic. Um, it's really, really smooth. The odd frame rate drops here and there, but I feel like they'll fix that in later later patches and whatnot. It's the biggest thing, the biggest gripe I have with it, and that was, I said it to death in my review, but the biggest gripe I had is picture a Zelda game without a map.
1: Yeah, I I couldn't do that.
0: Yeah. It's, At all. It's sacrilege because you just, you forget where you're going and then you enter a new area, but you're very conscious that you're entering a new area and you you have that feeling and that like anxiety in the back of you that you don't want to go too far into that new area because then you won't be able to yeah. find your way back.
1: Especially, so, as someone who's like an Aphantasia as well, having a map there mm. is just, it makes it so much easier because I can see, I know where I'm going. Exactly. It just, it makes it so much easier. Like, mini-maps are like a godsend.
0: Yeah, Exact Yeah. Even something like that. Even not something that I could pull up in the in the menu, but even like a mini map to just you know, so I can discern and get my bearings back whenever yeah. I need to. But yeah, it didn't even have that. Like no hint of it whatsoever. Uh, um, that is
1: unfortunate.
0: Yeah, and that was the biggest the biggest problem I have with it. Um, Steve is our well, we all love the Legend of Zelda, but Steve is our huge Legend of Zelda fan, and because yes. he he recently wrote the opinion pipe, uh, the next opinion pipe article. And that was all about um, the, yeah. the Legend of Zelda, basically. Yes. Um, and I said, because, you know, I was pointing this game out to him. He's like, oh, I'm so keen for it. I'm so keen for it. And then I told him it doesn't have a map. He's like, no, I'm out. Not yeah, doing it.
1: No, you have to have a map with a lot of this stuff. Exactly. If you don't know where you're going, it's like, that's your, the whole game is just ruined, basically.
0: Yeah. And that's the upsetting thing, thing as well, because it's a very good game aside from that. Like, um, the characters are very interesting. It's got a very Hollow Knight you know, melancholy, somber atmosphere. Yeah. Um, But it doesn't go, you know, it doesn't try too hard in that regards. Um, The platforming is really smooth, but yeah, it's just having that constant anxiety, not knowing where you're going is, you know, something that just can't be shaken.
1: I wonder if that's something that might patch in in a future update kind of thing with, you know, all the, up, uh, all the reviews coming out
0: saying like, you know, mm.
1: got lost and all this stuff coming out.
0: I reckon they will, to be honest, because I've yeah. seen that I'm not the only one who's saying this. Um, even on their Twitter yeah. page, people were commenting about it. You know, are you going to bring a map to this and all that? So I reckon they will. I reckon the demand will kind of force their hand on that one. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, the other game I've been playing is Glyph. Um, I'm working on the review for that one as well. And that one's quite fun. Um, are you, do you know about Glyph?
1: I think I've seen a little bit of it. I can't recall it
0: from mm. the top of my head. Think a three, think a three D platformer in bite sized levels, and you're playing as the Morph Ball from Metroid. Interesting. Yeah, and you're an insect, so you can um, when you're when you're in mid air, you can glide for like a very short period of time. Huh. And it's. Sounds... Ri- neat it's yeah it's really really good it doesn't skip a beat in terms of frame rate like it's very smooth it's very crisp on the switch as well like it looks really good that's good that's what you
1: want on the switch
0: yeah exactly because it's a console exclusive at the moment so it's pc and switch i think i hope i'm right there hopefully i think it's a console exclusive um if not timed but yeah i would definitely recommend checking that out uh working on a review for that thinking about mid 80s i reckon that's pretty good yeah so i'm very confident with that one and the other game i'm still playing rogue legacy uh very slowly you know making my way through that one i have to correct myself nathan you were actually right the other uh you know two weeks ago there is rogue legacy 2 that one is come out so it has come out so you were right there. Uh, but it's still, I think it's like brand new. It just came out because it was on the... Steam. Yeah,
1: it, it was. it's only just come out, I'm pretty sure. I wasn't sure if it was out or if it was in early
0: access. Yeah, exactly. But it's like 10% off at the moment. But I was like, eh, I'll wait for it to come to Switch. Wait till it's like 50% off or something like that.
1: Have you uh, unlocked the uh, Dragon Race yet?
0: Yeah, I had a while back. I don't like the
1: Dragon Race. I really yeah, don't. Yeah, it's, it's neat, but like it, they die so quickly.
0: Yeah, exactly. And the ability not to jump, you have to glide, and I like that. Yeah. You know, kind of it just throws me off my game straight away. Yeah. I just got used to the Lich, and it's not too bad. It's actually better than I thought it was. No,
1: Lich is good if you spend your time killing stuff.
0: Exactly. Which I normally do anyways, because I'm yeah. big on looting. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh so moving on to the news segment we have like i said before we have a lot of news so we'll kind of spitfire through this but um a lot of really cool news or little tidbits here and there uh first thing apex legends is, is coming to switch it's coming to switch on march night so it's not that far away either do you are you an apex legend person shooters are not my genre yeah that's fair enough i remember seeing my old housemate playing this it looks really good but i'm yeah. pretty much the same
1: Cause isn't it similar to um, was it Fortnite in the way it plays? It's a it's a hero. It's like Overwatch cross Fortnite kind of thing.
0: Yeah, it's it's a battle royale. Yeah, so yeah, and but they're heroes to, exactly. Yeah, and similar yeah. to Fortnite, you you know you come from the sky and you like um yeah uh like the sky bus in Fortnite. I've only ever played Fortnite like two or three times to be honest. Um, but with Apex Legends, yeah, similar. You jump from the sky and you land in a certain area. I'm pretty sure Apex Legends, I could be wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure it's team-based, or maybe that's an option
1: in there. I think there is a team-based option.
0: Yeah, whereas I don't think Fortnite has that. I could be wrong. All the 15-year-olds are probably yelling at me right now, but that's fine. Yeah, I I have no idea. (laughs) I've never played Fortnite or Apex Legends. No, I'm very curious to see how this runs, though, because it looked pretty intense, like graphically intensive, when when I saw my, my old housemate play it and he was playing it on his Xbox One X.
1: It was ported by the guys who did Rocket League.
0: Exactly, on exactly. The so I've got I've got faith in it, but I think I mean the fa- uh Panic Button is their name. And yes, yeah, they are fantastic it. and, you know, credit to where credit's due, and if anyone's going to do it, it'll be them. Yeah. But yeah, we'll we'll see how it runs. I reckon 30 FPS it'll be locked out for sure. Oh yeah. You'd have to exactly but having that for people who don't have any other console i reckon it's awesome it's a good way to get people into it as well exactly um next bit e3 digital event is looking to go ahead so strictly digital obviously because of the pandemic and that's still going on um but it's dependent on company support so you know your microsoft your nintendos your ubisoft and all that so I don't know. I I honestly don't think it will go ahead or if it does, it's just it's never gonna be the same again.
1: No, because like Nintendo does their own thing, Playstation's doing their own thing now. Microsoft yep. would be the only one. And even then they yeah, can just do their own thing.
0: That's right. And Playstation were doing their own thing before like in twenty nineteen they didn't. Yeah, show up.
1: they they copied the um the Nintendo Direct thing, basically doing their digital event.
0: Oh, yeah, with the state of place. It's
1: so much cheaper. Yeah, it's so much cheaper for them.
0: Exactly, yeah. And it's it's a, diff- it's a different era now. Yes. You know, information travels differently. Obviously, we would know that being a news covering site. Um, yes. That's just how it works now.
1: Well, I, I am disappointed we haven't had a Nintendo Direct proper yeah. in a long time.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't. I honestly don't think they're gonna do them as much anymore. And I yeah. think it really worked for them to just simply drop the trailer to something, because yeah. it didn't affect sales. That's for sure. Nope. You know, so if they don't have to put that money into anything, although they did, um, I could be wrong about this or like get the details mixed up, but they did hire or they were looking to hire someone in video editing for that kind of thing. I'm very much paraphrasing, that but that means
1: you uh, get more directs.
0: Yeah, maybe. Um, I'm hoping so, anyways. You know, us Nintendo purists, we'd always be itching for Nintendo Directs Oh, because yeah. it's an event.
1: It is. It is a big event every time, and you just see like exactly. everything go boom on the internet, kind of thing.
0: Yeah, and us being in Australia, you know, it's normally at one thirty in the morning, but we still stay up for it. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's six o'clock
1: just... in the morning start, but yeah.
0: Yeah, because that's just what we do. Um. Interesting bit of news. I don't know if you've ever played GoldenEye on the Nintendo 64. Um, the, Nintendo actually forced the cancellation of an Xbox 360 remake, which yeah, is very upsetting that. to hear.
1: Surprising. I didn't think they would actually have the license to that because it was, wasn't it Rare who made that?
0: Yeah, it was Rare who made that. I'm yeah. pretty sure Activision got the license for a bit. I'm taking a guess there. I'm pretty sure it's Activision. Um, so it is... The-
1: I'm trying to think. Is that who made the Casino Royale game? I could not tell you because I think they like did a Golden Eye multiplayer on the Casino Royale game on the Wii.
0: Yeah, that's right because they did. There was a Golden Eye or Golden Eye S. Yes, that's game. it.
1: because it came with the the shooting gun attachment thing.
0: That's right. Yep, you are right because that's. I mean, that's probably why they did it. I imagine because that is yeah. coming up. But it is very upsetting because obviously wasn't GoldenEye when it came out, you yes. know, it didn't kind of live up to that hype or quality. Exactly. I feel like GoldenEye is more of a stuck in the era kind of thing as well.
1: It is. Um, technically you can play those multiplayer mode in Banjo-Tooie. That's <laughs>
0: true. Uh, it's not great though. I uh, know. No. It's not. <laughs> and that, that's saying something because I love the Banjo games. You know me.
1: Yeah. They're great.
0: Yeah, that's right. Uh, New Switch Online games have launched, and for the life of me, I could not tell you a single thing about any of them. Yeah, I know yes. nothing
1: about these games. Like,
0: that's know. it. It's like Psycho Dream, Doomsday Warrior, Prehistoric Man, and for NES, Fire and Ice. Fire and Ice actually doesn't look too bad. It kind of reminds me of, um, I imagine, Hour's Awakening, if you're familiar with that, Hour's Awakening and Hour's Legacy. No, I'm not. No, uh, made by Elden Pixels, who oh, okay. like it. It came out very recently, like on Switch, and they're yeah. doing they're publishing Cathedral, comes out next week, I'm pretty sure. Um, huh. but it's basically where you summon blocks like ice blocks, and then you can push the blocks in a 2D platformer kind of thing. I And okay. yeah, and maybe that's where they got the inspiration from. But other than that, I really can't tell you anything more about that about those games. Yeah, no. There's not a lot I know about them. No, it's they're not Earthbound. I know that. Yeah. Nor nor are they Super Mario RPG, or Chrono Trigger, or Final Fantasy three, or Chrono Cross, or six, <laughs> or Chrono Cross. Well, yeah, maybe, probably not. Oh, um, because that never came no. out on Nintendo. No, I wonder what the. It never came out in Australia. That's right. You're telling me about that. What's yeah. the, what's. The the deal with because you probably know about this what's the deal with the licensing with chrono cross is it playstation it, exclusive it's square
1: uh, well, i think they just released it on i think they only released it on playstation because you know that back at the time playstation was the strong played movies and stuff more than the n64 because it was cartridge to disc uh yeah that that's i think where it was because you know ff7 was a ps1 exclusive not because of sony but because it was more powerful. That's why it went with them. I think it was.
0: Yeah, it was more like a memory kind of thing. Although, fun fact: Did you know that they were trying to? There was going to be a Final Fantasy VII on the Nintendo sixty four DD at one stage.
1: I do remember hearing about that, but yeah, that never really lifted off anywhere. No, that definitely didn't happen. Then the GameCube had those tiny discs.
0: Yeah, Nintendo. Oh, Nintendo um next one game master classified is a book that just got funded on kickstarter uh it's featuring howard phillips and we i mean you and i we both grew up in australia so we don't really know too much about howard phillips and especially in the 80s as well but if you're unfamiliar he was kind of like the game master in uh nintendo power magazine
1: yeah yeah the what was it they called them up as well and could get like hints for games
0: yeah exactly so like howard phillips was kind of like the spokesperson for that and he had like his own column um, in the magazine and all that. But I think that's pretty cool because he I've listened to the audiobook. I haven't read the book, but I listened to the audiobook Console Wars. Have yep. you ever read that?
1: I haven't, but I remember
0: seeing I planned on it, but I never got around to it. It's really good. I, I'd honestly recommend just listening to the audiobook because it's a massive book. Um, But yeah, so he was a massive part of Nintendo's success and he was actually in... He was actually at Nintendo of America when there was only like six or seven employees and they were just, they were just a warehouse shipping arcade cabinets when they were doing like, um, Radar Scope and all that. And now look at them. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of information that'll come from that book.
1: Oh yeah, definitely.
0: I'll get it. You know me. I'll definitely get it. Oh yeah. I pre-ordered. It's a talking Exactly. Exactly. I pre-ordered the Iwata Arse books as well. Oh, those would be good books. Because that's available now. I think that comes out in April. Definitely worth getting. Oh yeah. Um, next bit of news: Sonic the Hedgehog two movie got confirmed for next year. I haven't seen the first one. Yeah, that went
1: really well. From what I, I haven't seen it either, but like from what I heard, it's actually really good.
0: Yeah, I heard that as well. I, I'm, I'm, I need to see it. And like you said, it did. Like critics tended to like it even though they didn't really understand it but sonic fans tend to like it as well so i need to watch it i mean it came
1: out literally a year ago
0: yeah so that's a quick turnaround on valentine's day especially with movies not being a you know a big thing at the moment because difficulty yes. recording yes a lot of it might be cg might have to do it that way i mean a lot of
1: it was cg i think
0: in the first place exactly so oh i'm a big fan of jim carrey So it's just good to see him working again. The fact that they went
1: back and redesigned Sonic as well was like props to the whole team for that.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because that looked atrocious. Sonic with human teeth. (laughs) I completely forgot about that, actually.
1: (laughs) It's nightmare fuel.
0: It is. Oh, so bad. So good. Yeah, and and that's it. Good on him for actually going about, you know, and listening to the fans and... Changing it up. I remember the only person that wasn't happy about that was, ironically, Jim Carrey. Huh. He was, like, really upset about that. I'm, like, looking at it, like, dude, look at it. Yeah, it's terrible. It's not good. Not even close to, like, the source material. No. Exactly. Ugh, terrible. Um, Crash Bandicoot 4, it's about time, it's coming to Switch on March 12th. Lots happening in March.
1: It's about time it's coming to the Switch.
0: Yeah. So, coming to the Switch, uh, it's not being, like, it's not just being downscaled, so it can run on Switch, it's, like, being completely remade, new textures. Yes. Like, that's how you do a Switch port, and yeah, it takes a lot more effort to do, but the f- the end result looks so much better.
1: It's more worth it for the user. Like, I'm surprised, coming from Activision as well, they tend to be more, go for the short
0: way, with their history. That's it. Yeah. Get money one way or the other. Did you play the Insane Trilogy? No, I haven't.
1: I played CTR, but not the Insane Trilogy. Ah, uh, okay.
0: I played them back in the day. Like, yeah, I
1: played the old, like the original ones, but I never played the like Insane Collection. Was it?
0: Yeah, yeah, something like that. The remakes. Yeah, I never played the remakes. I only played the
1: uh, CTR uh, remake of the and Spyro. You can't go wrong, with
0: Spyro. I tried the CTR demo when it was like available like temporarily with the nintendo switch online it was it was good but i just i felt that the control mapping was a bit odd
1: can't get used to the drifting
0: yeah especially after playing so much mario kart it's kind of hard to go hard to go back to but yeah i felt exactly the same way
1: also the the online took was bad when it came out like it would disconnect a lot the CTR online was bad when it came out it used to disconnect a lot yeah yeah i think it it came out like better eventually but yeah when it first came out
0: it was not good so that's kind of ironic that they had that as an Nintendo Switch online demo game that's a bummer uh so sorry yeah moving on to the uh, bit of indie news so uh broken roads if you haven't heard of broken roads um so made by drop bear Bytes. so they're a melbourne based Uh, indie developer um hasn't been announced well it it is coming to switch they always say that it's coming to switch but it hasn't been like formally announced so that might be why you haven't heard of it for anyone who's a big fan of crpgs so like uh the original fallout Baldur's gate those kind of games um broken roads is basically that set in a post-apocalyptic australia like in the outback really really cool uh, the news that goes along with that is that a Ubisoft Montreal scriptwriter uh, is now the narrative lead. the new narrative lead of that game, which is pretty big considering this is their first game. From the trailer that I've seen of it, it looks really cool. It does.
1: And using, like, you know, Australian voice talent as well. I was like, hang on, that voice sounds familiar.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as soon as you watch the trailer, you instantly know. When we interviewed them back in back at PAX in twenty nineteen, we kind of had a big discussion about it, and yeah, since then it's caught our um, eye. They're very active on Twitter, so definitely go check them out. Um, so Drop Bear Bites is a developer. Broken Roads is the game. If you're into CRPGs, definitely check it out. It looks incredible, and it's got a very unique morality-based system. So, because um, the lead developer, he has his masters in philosophy. He was telling me interesting so yeah so the moral based compass that they have in the game um depending on your actions steers you towards a like a school of morality basically and then your decisions are based off of that looks looks really really cool
1: huh that's actually quite interesting
0: yeah be way more in depth
1: yeah you know oh i'm bad or i'm good (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's less black and white, and I remember playing the original Baldur's Gate, like, for the first time, like, two years ago, and I did think that it was kind of, like, very black and white, like, good and bad. Um, I also apologise if you can hear my cats in the background. They are climbing up their tree, and they don't care that I'm trying to record a podcast right now. Well, I can't hear it, but that might just be
1: because Discord's, uh, muting the background noise.
0: i am got to do a lot of editing after this. Great, thanks, guys. Um... Next little bit. So Nintendo partners with Microsoft. Wait for it to launch Nintendo Switch Concierge. So it's not as big a news as what we thought, but it still looks kind of cool. So Nintendo Concierge is basically like you can book an appointment um, with someone who can like talk you through and you know teach you things about the Switch and how to run things. It's kind of like a
1: it's a it's a new user help like friendly new user friendly like system to help them set it up. From what I saw.
0: Yeah, it's almost kind of like what you're, what we were talking about before, where they can ring up, yeah, uh, in the NES days. Yeah, exactly. It, but I think it's less, I think it's less about like um game hints and more about, uh, just how to function, how how does the switch function?
1: Yeah, I think they also offer um game like suggestions and stuff. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, because I, I looked at the website and I think like one of the things was like, oh, game suggestions for
0: like you know games that you can get. Yeah. Huh. Although I imagine... Uh, I, I kind of feel like that, that'd be a little bit biased. Like, I'll oh, just buy Nintendo games and you'll be okay.
1: I mean, it might be slightly different, but we'll see. I'm hoping so. <laughs> see if, how uh, people come out with it.
0: You like action RPGs? Try Mario Kart. Mario Kart'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. And what's next? So, Pokemon Company teases announcements in their anniversary week, which is only, what, two weeks away? So, Diamond and Pearl remakes? That's the obvious one, I reckon. Because um, st- uh, cause it's too early for, was it Gen 9? Yeah. Gen, yeah. Gen 9. Yeah, it to be Gen 9. Um, yeah, it'd be too early for that, I reckon. I reckon give that another year or two. We only had the DLC last year. The fact that we're almost at Gen 10. Oh, it makes me feel real old. I know. Oh my god. It's very concerning. But yeah, I I hope to see some kind of cool announcements. Um, and we know new Pokemon Snap's coming soon. And that's pretty cool. But I imagine they'll have they'll do a few dibs on that. Yes, I do. Uh but they'll definitely have um they they've gotta have a holiday title. They yeah. always do, but especially for their twenty fifth anniversary. it will be interesting to see what they do. I'm very I'm very keen. Especially like there's probably gonna be like a direct or what what do they do? Pokemon Presents or something like that? Yeah.
1: Oh, they'd probably do more information on that. Pokemon MOBA.
0: That's right. It's Pokemon I forgot that existed. Yeah. Was that Pokemon Unite or something like that? Yes, with Tencent, I think it was. Yeah, with Tencent. I mean, good on them for, you know, capturing all all genres. And there's, you know, MOBAs, there's a massive audience for it. And especially a yeah. Pokemon kind of gets in it, people will get in on that. It'd be interesting to see how it goes. But definitely not for me. No, not at all. Not for me either. Oh, Um, you were talking about this before the Stardew Valley update, one point five updates, just live now. Yes,
1: it's good. It's it's very well done.
0: So the main thing was the co op, wasn't it? Like
1: when he when he first came out with it, yeah, when he first like announced the game ages ago, I think like someone asked if he could do local cop, he was like, no, it's impossible. Local cop is now available, (laughs) and there you go. Now he's done it. Like it's it's that's the biggest thing, and then there's like more post game content, which is like a completely different area. Where won't say more than that. And then there's like a whole new farm, like I mentioned before, which is the beach farm.
0: That's pretty cool. Which is like a hard mode in a way. A
1: wide variety of everything else. Like, you know, more um, costumes, hats. It's just a bunch of stuff.
0: Nice. I need to play Stardew Valley. I yeah. got, I played it for like a couple of hours and I don't know why, I think something caught my eye and then I kind of just fell off of it. I've really got to go back to it, but I know Story of Seasons... Pioneers of Olive Town is coming out soon, and I reckon that'll get my attention. Yeah. Because that looks really good too.
1: It's a good genre just, like, chill out.
0: Yeah, exactly. I've been really feeling the life and farming simulation games recently. I don't know why. Maybe I'm just that stressed that I need that, I need that in my life right now. Um,
1: also, you know, the whole COVID quarantining stuff, that, that, that helps with that genre. Yeah,
0: exactly. Hence why, you know, almost every Switch has almost 100 or if not more than 100 hours on animal crossing yeah um was there anything else you wanted to say about that because i know you're very excited for for that update
1: no I, I, i'll um leave that for the review i eventually do yeah
0: <laughs> gotcha uh be sure to yeah listeners be sure to stick around for that one uh the next bit's so a little tidbit but i'm really happy about this one trials of manor the remake sells 1 million copies and i just think that's fantastic which is good for a remake. Exactly. I just think that's fantastic. I think I gave it that game like eighty, around the eighties, low eighties ish. Um, but yeah, it's a very, it's a very good game, and a very, very interesting remake where it's like an SNES game, but now it's made into like a three D action platformer. Oh, action platformer, action RPG. Sorry, and yeah, it, it worked very well, and I'm happy to see it do some success. Um, have you played this one?
1: I I think I played the smallest amount on the ps3 like one of the trials games and i can't remember
0: oh okay but you haven't played this the trials of matter no, no I, gotcha. haven't. I think there's a demo no.
1: of it though i haven't tried it yet it is it is quite good you know there's, there's a million other games to go through my back
0: catalog so it's an rpg so you know that should be a tick for you i know it is <laughs>
1: um this is finding time
0: yeah it's one of those uh it's one of those games you know square enix does where there's a demo and you play i think it's like five hours of it or up to a certain point and then it carries over when you buy the full game uh that that's a good one that's the ones you want exactly same with dragon quest 11s it does that as well and my god that game's fantastic
1: it's a good series Dragon quest there's a reason it
0: it's still around oh absolutely i pref- i honestly prefer it more than final fantasy like easily that's, that's probably half because of, you
1: know, um, our generation grew up with the whole Toriyama illustrations from Dragon Ball. True. That is true. And Toriyama has a big art design in
0: Dragon Quest. But yeah, I've always been more lean, more, sorry, I'll start that again. I've always steered more towards Dragon Quest, I think because of the, it's got more of a light-hearted style. Um, I'm definitely not not one for like realistic graphics. It's more
1: high fantasy than um, Final Fantasy, also, like dark, gritty really fantasy.
0: Exactly, which is ironic, yeah. but yeah, it's a very good series and fantastic game. One of my favorite games on the on the Switch. A little bit of news about Platonic Games. If you're not familiar with them, Playtonic Games did Ukulele and Ukulele and the Impossible Lair. So these guys are made up of X rare. Well, a lot of X rare developers who made like the original banjo kazooie and everything they had a they had their sixth birthday which was a big um a big thing and they you know did like a whole tease and they were going to announce something everyone thought it was going to be a new game not quite they've announced a publishing label so called platonic friends with three other developers they did hint that an announcement will come soon for their uh for their upcoming game but yeah, they've done it with three developers: uh, All Interactive, Fabraz, who Fabraz did, I'm pretty sure Slime Sun, so that and that was a big game on Switch, and Okie Dokie Co, which I love that name, but they did the OK Golf series. That's that's a nice name. So, I just like hearing anything about them because I love Banjo Kazooie.
1: Yeah, it'd be good to see their future work.
0: Yeah, and I mean this publishing deal is only going to be good for them because it'll, you know. Oh yeah, exactly. More money, and maybe they can do a Diddy Kong Racing version. Oh, it'd be so good. I miss that game. That, that had good music. Uh, yeah, the, and the DS version just did not hold up. The DS version was really good, like, like it was good for online play. I never did it online.
1: I had. I enjoyed it. Yeah, you could play online, even though you know on the DS it was a mess to get (laughs) online
0: It's like half the battle was just finding someone or it like holding connection for long enough i was just
1: even connecting to the wireless on like old on the old ds and stuff it was you had to have like a dongle to plug it in to have a specific wi-fi
0: signal and stuff oh jeez, it's not worth it yeah although i imagine when it worked it was fantastic
1: oh yeah it was good fun
0: uh NPD sales I always love looking at NPD sales because it just well recently especially it just shows that Nintendo's kind of dominating uh but the biggest thing the biggest bit of news was their sales for January 2021 was the highest sales number for any console since 2010 which was the Wii wow for the month of January that is oh of course but still that's huge numbers so 144% higher than January 2020, uh, coming in at 319 million. Oh yeah, that's huge. So yeah, they're doing pretty well, Nintendo, when it comes to sales. So I can't argue with those numbers. 2020 was a good year for the gaming industry. Oh, for sure. In terms of sales. Yeah, sales-wise, which is very ironic. I think we'll start to see the effects of the pandemic in a couple of years, though. Yeah. Which is going to be a little bit concerning. But that way we can go to our backlog exactly <laughs> and we all have massive backlogs that's for sure always but there's always something new coming out uh new games oh sorry there's always something new coming out oh you can't keep track especially indie developers as well i feel like they're kind of thriving during the pandemic they're gonna fill in the gap yeah exactly and they're getting those games are getting more and more impressive exactly so they're kind of becoming the new thing. I mean look at Broken Roads. Yeah, exactly. Broken Roads. Um but yeah, you can also think of like the indie world presentations they do. There's yeah. always something that'll catch your eye. Always. And they're like a fourth of the price. Yeah, no, that's that's the thing. Like they're still really good. Yeah. I think like ninety percent of my games on the Switch are indie games. Uh moving on, so new games were rated in Taiwan. Uh so the two big ones. From this bit of news, the Great Ace Attorney and Tales from the Borderlands, which I reckon that'd be pretty cool.
1: Oh yeah, no, Tales from the Borderlands was pretty pretty good.
0: I never played a Tales game, to be honest. Is
1: is the Great Ace Attorney the one where it's like his ancestor or something?
0: Yeah, I think it's like set in like the eighteen hundreds.
1: I think. Yeah, I I wanted that one, but it never came out in English.
0: Remember. There you go. Now it might. The other two guys were Secret Neighbor and Snow Runner, but I don't know anything about them.
1: I thought Secret Neighbor was already out.
0: Maybe i not on Switch.
1: I've never heard of it. That's that's um, it's like a it, boomed on the uh, YouTube Let's Play and like Twitch thing, oh, uh, for a bit. It's like at that creepy um, like Russian neighbor thing, that you had to break into his house to do stuff. I'm a hundred percent sure. <laughs>
0: Now I've got to look it up. Yeah. Have you heard of SnowRunner?
1: No, I haven't heard of Snow Runner. Yeah,
0: that's fair. Maybe. Hey, more games, always good.
1: May, if I looked at it, it probably would tick my,
0: in my head, but no. Nah, I can't remember it from the name. No, nah, neither can I. Um, last bit of news as well. Grezzo, um, if you're not familiar with Grezzo, they did the remakes and like touch-ups for the Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask ports on the 3DS. They also did Link's Awakening on switch and they made their own game ever oasis which i still need to play to this day but the news about them they've they've recently put out more hiring calls for a new stylish medieval project which could mean anything sounds interesting though yeah exactly
1: i mean medieval is a is a very you know common
0: place to go to because you know it's got that high fantasy feel to it yeah exactly i mean even if it's not even if it's not zelda Grezzo have. Yeah. All of their games have been very. Well, most of them have been remakes, granted, but Ever Oasis looked really good. That, was, that reminded me of. Oh, what was it?
1: That game where you like took on different jobs. Fantasy like, Life? That was. you. That's the one. That was a good game. Like, just the way it looked, looked very similar. Yeah.
0: That was a game that you had to put in a lot of time. Fantasy Life? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I didn't finish it, but I know Rochelle did. I got close to it. Yeah, I I really wanted to focus on, like, because when I play games, especially, like, um RPGs and, like, something where you can, you know, there's a lot of options, I tend to just max out everything and try to do that, but then I burn myself out and get bored halfway through it. Yeah, that's what
1: I was trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard. It
0: is, and, like, some the stories and the writing, it's, they're not that great. So I feel like... No. And now, that, uh, that was, I reckon, I reckon that was Fantasy Life's biggest drawback. So one day I'll kind of go back to it and just max out one class, like one fighting class, and just finish the game, I reckon. That's fair. But I've got to play Ever Oasis first. Yes. And I don't even know Ever Oasis. So one day. And that involves me picking up my 3DS at the moment, which I don't even know where that thing is right now. Can you find it? Which is a little upsetting. Um moving on to the indie roundup so this is this is the segment where we talk about um we talk about what's coming up in terms of indie games uh really, really cool, so sometimes we feel as though these games don't really get the attention that they deserve, so we just wanted to highlight a couple of them. The first one, which actually came out yesterday by time of recording this and would have been out for a couple of days now, half past fate's Romancing distance so this is a sequel to... Uh, a game called Half Past Fate, and it's kind of like a romancing, I don't know, like a top-down 2D romancing game. Interesting. To be honest, I don't really have much more to say on it than that. I, I can see why they released it yesterday. Well, well, that's it, because of uh, Valentine's Day and all that. Yeah, Valentine's Day. That actually took me a second to, to click there. Um, but I'm just going to get the the write-up about it. Maybe I can share a bit of knowledge that way because oh, the first one's on Switch. So, yeah, it's kind of like top-down. Um, it looks, I mean, incredib- incredibly casual, but 3D art style. Sorry, I'll correct myself there. Right. But, yeah, you just talk to people. Um, romance, if that's your kind of thing, um, especially if romancing kind of games are in your wheelhouse. Apparently, for the first one as well, one of the features is eat spicy ramen. So, huh. that's kind of cool. And you change a flat tire. That's another feature. Feature... <laughs>
1: That's a interesting feature.
0: Yeah, that's less cool.
1: Seems like they're playing a, uh, you know, they're going for the the joke route with that. It's like, hey, maybe. I mean, it gets it makes it more interesting. than like, oh, hey, our features are you can talk to girls or whatever.
0: Yeah, I think make it more interesting. Yeah, I think like either people are trying to be funny with the feature segment of like press releases, or they just kind of get they kind of feel have to fill in the gaps. Like if you can't think, if yeah. you can't think of anything to say, just don't do it. Trust me. Yeah. Uh, next one is Cathedral. I actually mentioned this one before. Uh, by the publisher, not the developer. This is their first time publishing. Um, Elden Pixels, uh, publishing this one. So it comes out eighteenth of February. It's like a two um, D eight bit Metroidvania in kind of like a Shovel Knight slash Castlevania style. So that looks really cool. Um, I think. I think Steve's been very keen on this one, actually. And Steve does have pretty good taste. Well, from what I know, anyways.
1: Wait for that uh, review for it. I mean, he, he likes Zelda, so...
0: Well, that's right. So, you know, his recommendation is good enough for me. But yeah, it looks very Shovel Knight-esque. Like, actually, it looks like some of the textures are very similar. Which is very interesting. Because it has no affiliation with Shovel Knight. And Yacht Club games. Hmm. But yeah. If you like two D eight bit Metroidvania's, that's definitely one to check out. Uh, next one is Thomas was alone. I've never played this game, but I know it's it's had a lot of um a lot of love for it. There's a lot of love for it. Have you ever played Thomas was alone? So, I, I swear
1: I've heard the name of it before, and I can't remember it.
0: I think if you saw it, you'd be like, it'll instantly come back to you. Like I think it came out like it was one of those early indie games. It's very minimalistic you've got just like oh yeah
1: with the like the colored blocks and stuff yeah 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 so, i think i haven't played it but i think i have
0: it on the ps4 as a free game that sounds about right i never played it it looks like one of those free games you'd get but i reckon with that game especially i think it's just a cult classic it also would be good to play on the go yeah exactly yeah it looks like a game that'll be that'll definitely benefit from that um, you've got Rogue Heroes being published by Team Seventeen. That one it's so it looks like a link to the past cross four swords adventures kind of game, which looks kinda of cool.
1: With roguelike elements.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be interesting. So roguelike elements with an open well, I think open world overworld. That was hard to say.
1: <laughs> be interesting to see how that uh, comes out. Yeah, so that actually looks quite cool. Something you can play with your friends.
0: Exactly, yeah. So that being f- like up to four-player. I think it's so local and online multiplayer, which is pretty cool. And last one to point out, February 23rd. So we got Taxi Chaos. So this one, if you've ever played Crazy Taxi or Simpsons Road Rage, it's kind of like a, a spiritual successor to that.
1: Good, good games, they were. Played a lot of Simpsons Road Rage.
0: Yeah, so did I. I had the... Okay, I had the Game Boy Advance version originally. Did you ever play the Game Boy Advance version?
1: No, I had the GameCube version.
0: Yeah, that's the proper version. If you ever look at the Game Boy Advance version, it is hilarious. Like, really watered down. You know when the Game Boy Advance was trying to push, like, realistic graphics? Or, you know, not realistic, but, like, 3D polygonal graphics? Yeah. It just... (laughs) I mean, I didn't notice at the time, and I really enjoyed it back back when I was a kid, but... Looking... I looked up a YouTube video of, like, a playthrough of it. <laughs> it looks so bad. I don't
1: remember this. It's been looking so bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: I'd, well, out of that, though, they should really remake Hit and Run. Or make another one. I think there was a problem with licensing with that. I think there is, so yeah. I think that was planned. And I don't think you could make a second one, I reckon, with Hit and Run. No, you'd have to remaster it. Yeah. Cause I don't think a second one would hold up as well. What would the direction the Simpsons went? It's a bit of a bummer. Yeah. Um, Next up, we've got the Patreon questions. So this is a segment where our $1 patrons can submit questions to us. We also open it up to our Twitter and like our social media platforms as well. So you can always, um, when we put up a call out for questions, you can always ask us there as well. However, $1 patrons or, you know, any of our patrons will get priority for those questions. But um, this one actually comes from um, a Twitter user, so at Mister A underscore Game, he asks, "Do you think that the next 3D Mario game will take the Bowser's Fury slash Breath of the Wild approach and go completely open world? What do you reckon, Nathan?
1: See, I haven't tried, I haven't played Bowser's Fury yet because I haven't got the game yet. But if it's like Mario Odyssey, like um, was it James was saying, like I'd hope so, go for that more like world like connecting." all the way instead of like going from place to place you kind of go around it'd be nice
0: yeah exactly because i mean that's the biggest thing i thought it was very mario odyssey i haven't played this either but i've looked like i've seen gameplay of it and like seen videos and whatnot yeah um so it looks like it's all one connected world and that's very interesting to me because i don't think mario's ever done that no it hasn't
1: from my memory
0: yeah it just makes like sandbox levels so I'm just thinking like New Donk City. Yeah, or or hub,
1: you know, like um hub worlds.
0: Yeah, exactly. So like creating just one big world is so interesting. I don't think they'll do that in the future for Mario. They might make the levels bigger. No. And like do that. Because they do
1: more distinct themes for each world. It's how they've always done it. So I don't think they would properly go it, but maybe they'd make it, yeah, like you said, bigger.
0: I'd like to see like a spin off of something like that because I feel like Bowser's Fury is very much a um a proof of concept they're trying to do. Yeah. Usually that stuff is. Yeah, and I feel like they're trying to gauge whether people are keen on something like this or not.
1: So, if you think it's going to be worth it by the game.
0: Oh, for sure. I I I'm the same as you. I haven't bought Super Mario 3D World well, because I played it on the Wii U and I want to get it eventually, but yeah. I just can't justify it, especially when Brave Default 2 is coming out soon. And Not yeah. You know, we always have a ton of games to play for our job as yes. well. Um, if only it was our full time job, but that's a different matter. Um Monster Hunter. But yeah, so um it does look it, it does look interesting. I don't think they'll do that moving forward for Mario games, but I think it might be something that they call back to or they might be more open to um that kind of well designed in the future for in bite size yeah kind of things. But very very interesting question and very like I'd never actually thought of that whether they would look to do something like that ongoing. So who knows? Nintendo does weird stuff. Yes. Trying to trying to predict what they do. It's always almost impossible. We can now move on to the next segment. So everyone's favorite segment name that game. Nathan, are you ready? Nope
1: because I'm by myself.
0: Yeah, good luck with this one. This, you've got nothing... You, you know, you don't have any ideas to bounce off anyone, so that's going to be interesting. No. Um, I will... Well, the last time I did get it myself. That is true. Although I picked an RPG. I made sure not to do that this time. Yeah. So there's your first hint, but it doesn't count. I will preface, no looking at your Switch this time. Okay. <laughs> that's cheating. Um, all right. Hint number one. It is a puzzle game. Okay. I'll go to the next hint then. It contains five levels. One level is called Black uh, it sorry, I'll start that again. One level is called Back Gardens.
1: Okay. I'll go for the next next hint. I've got no idea at the moment.
0: Hit number 4. Nintendo Switch version has an 81 on Metacritic. I I can't work it out. <laughs> I'll go next next hint and then take a guess. Now, uh, developers second game, but first on switch.
1: Puzzle games.
0: So they've only made two games before these, these guys. Hmm. I just remember now as well. I didn't actually explain the rules. So, um, Nathan gets five guesses, five guesses in total two before question six. So he's got two guesses to use now. Otherwise if he doesn't use them, they'll go. Then there's another two before question 10 and then one after question 10. There's also two lifelines so you can ask me a yes or no question or um, a switchaboo lifeline which is basically one of our one of our panelists who aren't here at the moment they've recorded a little snippet like a little hint um, so he can use as well or he can trade any of those lifelines in for another guess that is up to up to him and you have to use the lifeline before you ask a yes or no question yeah wait was it the other way around? Yes, (laughs) Yes, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, yes, you have yes, to yes. use the yes or no question before you can use a SwitchBoo Lifeline question. Yes. yes I'm going to yes, have to write yes. down these rules.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, puzzle game.
0: So I'll, I'll recap. Puzzle game contains five levels. One of those levels is called Back Gardens. Nintendo Switch version has an 81 on Metacritic. And it's the developer's second game, but it's their first on Switch. I'm just going to
1: throw out a guess because I, I know it's probably not right because I, I don't think it got ported. Uh, Puzzle and Dragon? No. That was, that's only on
0: 3DS, isn't it? Uh, I think so. There was like that Mario one. Yeah. And then it's like a big mobile game. But no, yeah. not Puzzle and Dragons. Uh, I have no idea. I'm going to go. just have
1: to skip the guess. Oh, you're throwing it away. I am draw- I'm drawing blanks.
0: Oh that's upsetting. Um hint number 6 Nintendo it was a Nintendo Switch console exclusive for 3 months. Next hint uh and this is a this one's the big hint I think. Uh was funded by Film Victoria in Australia.
1: Uh, okay. That would be Untitled Goose Game. Is that your guess? Yes. Well done. You got it. Yeah, as soon as she said Victoria, I'm like, hang on. Hang on, that sounds... There's only a few games that are done in Australia.
0: <laughs> That's it. And it was very successful. So the other hints were it won the Breakthrough Award at the 2019 Golden Joystick Awards. Um, it's... So more than 100,000 copies were sold within its first two weeks on Switch, which is huge for an indie game. And it launched on Switch oh, on the yeah. same day as Link's Awakening in 2019. Hmm. I didn't realise it
1: was their second game.
0: Yeah, they. Ma- I researched it the other day. Obviously, for this, um, they made another game. It came out on like PC and PS Four, I believe it was. Okay, uh, I think their house house is the developer. That yeah, is. that's the, the
1: yeah house, house house. Yeah, it's interesting that they
0: never changed the title of the game. Yeah, I think it just caught on, because
1: because they and en- they en- like announced it as a. Because it was untitled work in progress, like title of untitled Goose Game, and then people like they liked the title of the game.
0: Yeah, and then it just kind of went with it. I completely forgot that was a puzzle game, honestly. <laughs> and I thought the um, back gardens would have been a hint as well, because I do I vividly remember that level. See, I haven't played it. I've just no. seen. It. Yeah, no, I haven't had the chance to play it. Oh, it's it's one I'd I meaning to buy it. I like highly haven't recommend. purchased it. Yet. Um it's very yeah. short as well. It only goes for like two and, yeah. and a half hours, and I think that was the reason why it probably didn't rank on Metacritic and Reviews a bit higher. Uh, yeah, because it is a very short game. But what is there is so good and it's so polished and hilarious when you get the chance. Yeah, no, from what I've
1: seen it looks really good. And like like everything you have seen, is Incredibly well made.
0: Yeah, you know, twenty twenty three when all the games dry up and and there's not going to be any games, that's when you play it. Yeah, because it's a very good game. Um, so that wraps up uh the episode three of the switchaboo podcast. Thank you, Nathan, for joining me here. Ah, uh, thanks for having me. Ah, uh, always. You can follow us at switchaboo News on Twitter. We do all kinds of reviews. Obviously, the podcast, everything Nintendo Switch and to wrap up this Fortnite's episode we're going to be wrapping up with a little bit of music from the upcoming game akura i would definitely check out akura it's very much in early stages at the moment but the developer does say that it's coming to switch this is just their title screen music and that's just what the track's called so definitely check out akura at gojira so at g-o-j-i-r-r-a and this soundtrack was composed by craig lee who you can find on twitter at Craig Dude 007. Thank you, everyone, for listening.